Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Drama Geek. I'm K-Muse. And I'm K-Drama Jen. Before we start today's podcast, we just wanted to let you know that we have a Patreon page over on Patreon. It's where we have a ton of old episodes that we release every month, just a special episode for our kimchi VIPs, as well as we have a Discord server connected to the Patreon tiers where you can come over on Discord and chat with all of us, as well as all of our other Patreons that have all kinds of insights into different dramas, different things that are going on in the Asian entertainment community, all kinds of fun stuff. So if this is something that you would be interested in and you want more content of us, then head over on to Patreon. The link will be in our show notes. Oh boy. Okay. So today we are going to be talking about the devil's judge and to, just to give a quick, I guess, introduction to it, synopsis, the first thing I need to say is Jisung in robes of all kinds. <laughs> I mean, that's really all we need to say, I think, because um, you get judges' robes, you get bathrobes. I mean, we're talking, wow. But okay, so now let me talk about the plot for a second. So basically, this is in kind of like almost like a post-pandemic kind of Korea. They don't say it's the pandemic, but there was this terrible virus and everybody is sort of on edge politically. Um, There's a big populist movement. They don't really, you know, there's a lack of transparency. And so in order to kind of bring the population back together, they have um, kind of a almost like an American Idol version of justice. So they put people on trial and then they let everybody in the country vote on whether or not they're guilty or innocent. And in some cases, what kind of punishment they should receive. And it is all televised and it's, it's, you know, very produced. And, um, and the idea is that this is going to kind of restore faith in the justice system because everybody will have a voice there's a lot more going on behind the scenes um there's just a lot of really awful people doing awful things but you have this kind of as the premise and then you have um, a number of different characters so jisung plays the kind of lead judge the head judge and he has a very kind of tragic backstory we meet one of my favorite villainous characters of probably all time. She also has a tragic backstory. And we have Jin Young from um, Got7, who I think does an amazing job um, once again as an actor. Um, and he, in the beginning, is sort of our, um, I guess, the protagonist that is that we're supposed to be kind of rooting for. Um, but throughout the whole story, everybody sort of, flip-flops and changes places and it's pretty amazing so there we go as far as just sort of a quick overview of what we're getting into um it's pretty awesome i have to say but we'll get there and just for if you're listening and you're like oh crap i have not watched this drama we're going to have a spoiler free portion first 
where it'll be more like overall feelings and concepts and that kind of stuff with no details. And then we're going to be jumping into where we really discuss specifics, uh, particularly regarding the second half of the the drama, because I think the first half was all set up and we'll kind of talk about the characters and stuff. But things really start happening where it'd be like pure spoiler territory in the second half. And so that's where our spoilers will really be coming into play. And we will warn you before we hit spoiler territory. So first thing we have to discuss, one of the most important things of the whole show, the sexy styling robes and the other hot visuals that we had in this drama. Because, oh my word. Oh, like just, I even think of those robes and seeing them walk that like white hallway all in like V pattern with the robes flowing behind them. And they were like a weird, like, judge robe but it was like a sexy version and like a crossed with like a priest robe but mm. forming or very stylish and had a like it felt very symbolic almost of like a eastern eastern orthodox catholic kind of vibe <laughs> i loved it all it was awesome yeah. Yeah, I, you know what i mean because yeah. they had very ornate styling and yeah. it definitely had that ornate feel yeah, it was. It wasn't like the the fuddy diddy robes that you see like, <laughs> no. like the English Parliament wearing. It no. wasn't that, or even the the normal robes that the Korean judges wear in any of the the lawyer shows that we watch or whatever. It was a stylized, and there was a couple of different versions throughout the drama, and there was we had <clears throat> the black version and mm-hmm. the white version yeah. and <laughs> red yeah. version, yeah, red version. <laughs> So, yeah, and I feel like it kind of played off of the sexy priest look that they've had in a couple of the dramas uh, in the past years or whatever. It was like, okay, what do we want? (laughs) We're going to mix that and then not just that, but like I feel like the entire drama, some dramas you can tell like each person uses their own stylist and it just kind of is is like, okay, this is how that – actor actress likes to be portrayed when it comes to their clothing and stuff but this one had a very across the board everybody seemed to have like whoever did the styling had a a vision and and it was played throughout because like even um the villain that jen was mentioning earlier like her style like her clothes everything about her, her it was she's amazing but it also kind of fit everything else like they they had this it kind of gave a little bit to the dystopian um, feel, which is what they were going for, because it's post-Korea pandemic, but also not necessarily Korea. Like, it just felt like it was supposed to be even worse that, you know, just like a the whole society who was taking over the government, all that kind of stuff felt like it was very corrupt and evil and all of that, so... And Jisung's hair was also something that was styled very, like, whether it was up, whether it was messy down from his, in his robes or anything, he just, even in prison, like, <laughs> he always looked very amazing and sexy. He he must have gone through about eight different hairstyle changes. Yeah. Because yeah. usually we get, like, one or two to show um, character growth and stuff. Mm-hmm. No, his changed every 10 minutes. Yeah. He's like, no. Today we're going for the sexy bang look. (laughs) 
Yeah, we usually get like, okay, I'm I'm young and innocent. Here are my hair is down. Oh, I'm the CEO. Now it's back. You know, like this was. Or I'm the right. bad guy and it's yeah. slipped back. But slipped no, we got back. so many layers. You're right. <laughs> and I felt like his character did change like that throughout this drama. So it felt, it felt, I don't know. It felt like it was very relevant to do that. Mm-hmm. Um and when we think about just the just overall how visually stunning the styling was, like um, the as we talked about the woman that's the villain, like her, I loved her clothes. She was just and everything was just about her was so put together and spot on, um, and it just fit and matched. And then those oh my gosh, to die for robes. Um, there were three judges. They mm-hmm. all were, you know, dressed in these velvet robes. And, of course, Ji Sung's character was sort of, like, right in the center. So he was the most stylized, but just across the board. And then, of course, tons and tons of bathrobes. Like, <laughs> does well, who owns that many bathrobes? Loungewear. <laughs> well, and I loved, there was one scene where the two guys are going to a party and they're wearing these like almost like a 1940s long coat mm. suit style mm-hmm. and it looks yes. so good. It was really eye-catching and just the way the director filmed everything, it really highlighted the styling mm-hmm. and I think that we don't always get that. Like people can look good, but this is like, wow, you really notice the clothes when the show is going on. Yeah. And so sure. And speaking I of just, that scene, well, okay, go ahead. I was just going to say, I just love that we started with, like, such an important thing, the <laughs> sexy robes and styling. It's a very important aspect of the show. For sure. Well, well it's not just the guys, though. Mm-hmm. I think just right? the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, the one evil girl, it's like she had a dominatrix meets CEO meets futuristic <laughs> vibe. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. Like, she yeah. pulled that off so well, and it really added to her character. Like, all the clothes added to the character of the different people in the show. Agreed. And I really appreciated it. Yeah. So the scene where you were talking about them in their long coats, the scene, like, leading up to that, Jisung kind of dresses him. Like, he's he ends up at his um, Ga'on, the character that um, Jin Young plays. He ends up staying with him. And it kind of lasts pretty much throughout the drama. There's a couple of times he's not there. But he lives in his mansion with him, which is why we get so many robe scenes for because they're, they're always hanging out at and his house like afterwards. That's the most random aspect. I was not <laughs> expecting a cohabitation drama in this show, but that's what we got. But it was delightful. It really helped move the story along. Like, so it, it was random, but there was a purpose behind it. So, but... He he's taking him to this place where all of the top people of the country, including the president, is there. And so he opens up his wardrobe and is just like, get dressed. We're going. And he like tries to pick stuff out for him. And I think that was the even the scene where he took his shirt, not Jisung. Jisung had had his shirt off before that. But <laughs> that was he had the nightmare scene, I think, earlier on. But <clears throat> anyway, their relationship their relationship was one of the most interesting aspects of the show, just how it began with Jin Young's character uh, kind of being planted there so he could figure out what what this whole like 
show, you know, the the reality show, what uh, Sung's character's like end game was. And so he was kind of like trying to infiltrate it. And then as the stuff keeps going on and, and they get closer and he moves in with them and he meets the the niece and all that stuff, they start forming this bond and it does like we were saying earlier, it kind of goes back and forth throughout the whole time where it's like, just like us as a viewer, we're like, is he really a good person trying to carry out good, you know, or is this all for his own gain or kind of what's going on? And so their bromance definitely had some rocky days, but it was one of the best parts of the drama. And I really enjoyed their relationship. And then, uh, Ji Sung's character also had some other people that were helping him along that had some really nice bromance uh, relationships with him as well. So he kind of, he was a, a little bit of this, like you weren't quite sure what he was all about, but you, you loved watching him interact with every single person on the set and especially some of the, the more bromantic uh, relationships that he had. Oh, totally agree. I think that, I mean, I think Ji Sung is just, incredible at pulling from his um, co-stars like their very best and I feel like I've seen that in a lot of his dramas where it's not just that he shines but he's able to to really get the people around him to shine as well Um, and I just say that after you know thinking about him in just a variety of different contexts where I've seen those same actors in other things and they just didn't shine in the same way Um, but the bromance with, first of all, with Jin Young's character, Gaon, right, mm-hmm. um, was just, it was just adorable. Actually, I loved the two of them together. There were, you know, ups and downs, but they, I just thought that they really connected. And then, I don't think you can really call it bromantic, but let's just in general chemistry, his chemistry with the um, the female villain was off the charts like I really thought that they played back and forth so beautifully and so it's it's strange because it wasn't romantic and it certainly wasn't bromantic but it was sizzling hot like just I thought they did a great job together the whole time I was watching this for probably about 80% of the show you have to just sit there and you're like do they really have a friendship or is this just Stockholm Syndrome because (laughs) there was an accident kind of thing that involved um the main guy or the younger lawyer passing out and jisung just kind of brings him home and he's there for the rest of the show so you're like it's not like he necessarily had a choice and then even when he stays after a while you're kind of like could he actually leave if he wanted to? I don't think so. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jisung kind of like creepily imprinted upon him. And that's just that now. And so, but it was so well done. And you never knew what was really going on and who was playing who and who was sincere, who wasn't sincere. And I loved that it kept us on our toes, all while throwing out amazing chemistry and connections with all these various characters. So. Absolutely. All right. So now we're going to talk bad guys, the good, the bad, and the meh. Um, (laughs) So we are being spoiler free here. So I'm just going to, in really general terms, say that, you know, there were certain bad characters, 
put in quotes bad characters, right? There were certain characters who um, were just masterminds um, and and plotted and and wow, like they really I thought were just stunning in the way that they um, went about their business. And then there were others that were portrayed as bad guys, but they kind of bumbled around a bit, and I, I just couldn't quite figure it out. And then you have this whole idea of like society being the bad guy, mm. um, and I just I did like how we, it felt like you just never were really sure. And then of course Ji Sung, um, I mean he has this. Uh, he has a, a history as a child of doing some things that um, people would find very disturbing. Um, and so was he one of the bad guys? It's really the whole thing is is you're just guessing the whole time. But overall, I kind of liked having a lot of different people to be um, to be like, oh, oh, you better watch out for them. Oh, no, you better watch out for them. Um, and how they all turned on each other. So you just never knew who was the bad guy. Um, so for me, that worked. It took me a while to really see why some of the characters really had a point in this. I think especially for the the bad guys that were the people that were in charge of society. Like they had mm-hmm. become the president. They were the CEOs. They were the head honchos and stuff. Like they were just so horrible as people and so greedy that it's like, Oh, this just feels kind of done. But then the story really did up their level of why these people are just so horrible. They don't deserve to live. And by the end of the show, you're like, Oh, I'm totally okay with whatever happens to them. You know? So I did (laughs) kind of like that. They did give you that overall, this is just the scum of the earth and they're in charge kind of feel Uh, where I felt it really shined was again, as you said, uh, Kim Min Jung plays the female um, who's kind of the nemesis of Ji Sung's character. Like they're definitely the two that are the smartest. They're plotting in ways that the others can't even comprehend. And I think they did an amazing job with that. And even just forming a connection between the two and acknowledging how intelligent each other is. And I really liked that they were equally as ruthless in what they wanted to achieve with their specific kind of outlook on society. I wouldn't say it's good, bad. Even Ji Sung's character had a lot of like very warped ways of looking how to deal with things. And so I think they were really evenly matched. And I think the one that like freaked me out the most was the concept of how just the normal people can turn so evil when given the right circumstances. Cause I am sure that you would go to anyone and you'd be like, Hey, are you going to like purposely say, Hey, this person deserves to die. You know, most people would be like, no, you know, I feel this or that. But when it's that mob mentality and it's like so easy to distance yourself by just pushing a button Mm -hmm. and judging someone that really was amazingly well thought out and put out into that. And whether it's right or wrong, how they judged, it was so easy for people to just distance themselves from the consequences of their judging, if that makes sense. 
makes so much sense. I think that's like the concept of the show. And I was really happy that at the end, I felt like they, the writer had that idea in mind throughout the entire time. Sometimes when you get to the end, you're like, I really don't think they thought this out. (laughs) But they really had that concept in mind of like, if you take a society that is just corrupt beyond being able to get justice for anybody because that's kind of where they had taken it where it's like no matter what you try to do or no matter what kind of trial that goes on that the system the judges that are in place the politicians that are in place all of those they're so corrupt that it's going to work out in the favor of whoever has the most money you know whoever has the most power instead of actually getting justice and so taking Ji Sung's character and going okay this is what i think is justice or what we have to do to get justice and then everybody in the audience including us going wow i don't know if i think that's okay is that okay you know a lot of his punishments the things that once they were the the public said hey we think they're guilty then what he decided was the correct punishment really made you feel uncomfortable but then he took it to the next level, like you guys were saying, and saying, okay, if you want this to be the punishment, you have to vote for it. So then he made the audience also be the bad guys too. Because I mean, they did push that button. And you're like, would I push the button if I was watching? Would I put sentence that person to death or to whatever punishment he said? So it was, it was a pretty decent portrayal of like a thought process of like, how far would we go if this is, you know, the type of thing that the society had gotten to. And I feel like a lot of the bad guys, especially the president, were taken from some other countries that were not Korea (laughs) as examples of (laughs) figureheads um, that they don't think are good figureheads and that are corrupt and evil. So it was a, a, I feel like some are weak in the, the, some of the lower ends of the bad guys were like, eh, those were the meh ones. But then as you kind of got up the the train of like who was the most powerful, you know, as you kept going up, they were more and more evil. And it was just shocking some of the things that they were willing to do to hold on to their power. So so who was our favorite character and why? And there were so many great characters to choose from. So this was kind of hard. I really want to go for Kim Min Jung because she was just amazing like I could have like a million gifts of her expressions and her mannerisms Uh and you could use one for every instance that you might need a gif however Jisung was so dynamic and even at points where he was like discussing stuff it's like he should be a cult leader because I might actually (laughs) accidentally follow him because he is so dynamic in the way he's speaking to the people and the way he twist the truth Mm. into supporting whatever narrative he's going for and so I really love that it was so brilliantly done and so I think I just have to go with Johan who is Jisung's character so Mm. I agree because that's part of what made some of the stuff believable is that would I push the button? Probably if Jisung was talking me into (laughs) it at least his character Johan like he really did have a way of convincing you but so, yeah, he's he's probably maybe my favorite, but I also, like you said, Kim Min Jung, she was just phenomenal. Um, I think it's like a, a throwdown match between the two of them of who would be my favorite character. So should I cheat? 
more. <laughs> I'll just pick her. She was she's definitely a memorable and like you said, you can pick any uh, gift for her and use it. It's kind of like um what's her name from Moira <laughs> from oh, Shit's yeah. Creek. <laughs> uh, yeah. So as I think, I mean it's I can't really choose between the two of them because together they were so powerful and amazing. They were, um, I just loved the chemistry between Kim and Jung and, and Ji Sung. I loved how they played each other back and forth. Some of my favorite scenes are just like the, I don't even like the intensity between the two of them because they clearly were the smartest people in the room and they just played, you know, with each other and, and um, back and forth, back and forth to see who was going to outsmart the other. So they both are my favorite characters, although I want to give two shout outs, one for Jin Young, because for being such a young actor, I mean, we saw him in He is Psychometric, and I really thought that he did a great job as a, I mean, he's an idol, yet he did an amazing job as an actor. And then in this, um, to be kind of up up with up against some of these um, particular people, um, act, you know, high caliber actors and actresses. I thought he did a really great job and kind of held his own. Um, so I want to definitely say for him, as well as the the girl that played the female judge. Um, mm. And right now I cannot remember her name. Um, the actress's name. Does anyone remember? Is it? Um, I don't remember. Is it pa- is she Pak Young? No. I don't no. think so. I'm not sure, but she did a really good job. And she's another one where her styling and all of that, like she just, mm-hmm. the whole thing with her. And and she uh-huh. started. Was she Jinju? Yeah. yeah. Kim Jae Kyung. Yeah. Okay. So. Yes, she was. I thought she did a great job. So anyway, but my favorite still would be um, the two leads the Ji Sung's character and Kim Min Jung's character they're just sorry I can't choose <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna so I don't even know if this question would be considered well, I, different so who's giving the best I performance it and in. is it different from her favorite character I put it in so we had an out and could choose the other person <laughs> I think I, I think my answer for this one isn't I can't I am it's the same as Jen's because for their performances I think that Ji Sung and Kim and Jung they per, gave a pretty equal performance like they were both just amazing so I'm gonna pick both of them for that and I don't think that anybody else like yes Jin Young did an amazing performance between the two of them, but like I don't think that anybody else in the show did quite the same job as those two. So, well, and for me, I'm actually going with Kim Min Jung mm. just because Ji Sung's always been an amazing actor. Always, mm. we've always known that. I feel that she's definitely kind of had to work her way up to find her niche because I don't really enjoy her as much as the romantic lead in um, a rom-com. However, the last couple of years, she's kind of shifted more into the, well, the bad guy. And I can't get enough of her doing a bad guy character. She's just so good at, you know, just 
engaging me in. She was the mafia boss in My Fellow Citizens, and she was my favorite bad guy of the year when she did that. Because it was so much fun to see her, you know, just kind of own it. And this, and in this, she's done even a better job of being a villainess. And I just kind of always want her to play the villain now. And so just because she's come so much farther in where she used to be acting wise, I'm going to give it to her. So, yeah, for me, um, I guess I, I've already talked about, I mean, I don't think that, um, the ones that I've, I liked as their character, I also just felt that they just did an amazing job with their acting. I mean, I'm, it's really hard for me to, to pick because I feel like there were so many people that gave really great performances in this drama. Um, and it really stood out. I mean, there's a, there was one with a scene where Jin Young is just broken beyond belief. And he basically just howls in pain. And I was so moved by that. So, so that's Jin Young from Got7. But I didn't choose him as my favorite because obviously we have Ji Sung and we have Kim In Jung. So um, I'm still going to say that the two of them are tied in my, <laughs> in my eyes. Okay, my friends. Spoilers start now. So if you haven't seen the drama, you should go watch the drama. And if you have, we're going to talk spoilers. So our first question. Were we surprised at how ruthless this dystopian world was? And is it really that different from reality? Mm. So I have to say, when I was first watching this, um, there were scenes where I was I was thinking to myself, like, this is really awful. Like, the fact that, I mean, I was really keyed into this idea of, like, society being the real villain and how they used kind of the equivalent of like social media right like we it's something that we see all the time where you know they use the media or they use social media to kind of get everybody thinking one particular way and then they just vilify a person um and in this case it had true repercussions because the the people the citizens were able to make decisions that would determine whether the person went free or they went to prison or they were flogged or you name it. Um, it was really disturbing, not necessarily because of what I was seeing, but because of how close I think that we all are to that edge, that it would be not that difficult to convince a whole bunch of people to push that button. It would be not that difficult to convince a whole bunch of people to take the law into their own hands. And it it was frightening to me in that sense um, because I was, I was shocked by how ruthless this world was. And then it hit me how close we really are to that reality. I was, again, also shocked. And I loved how they kind of took things that have happened historically almost in a how to destroy a society kind of thing. Like you could connect this to the propaganda of world war two with the Nazis where they had a very dynamic leader who used propaganda and social media to 
make people think they were doing the right thing, even though they were doing horrible, horrible things to other people. And I liked, for example, where they were taking away people that might have the plague for their own good. And mm. you can see this throughout history in Russia and um, in Nazi Germany, like in different places where it's like, oh, yeah, for their own good and for the good of society, we need to like get rid of these people or we need to help them. And really it's they're signing their death sentence, even though they might not know it's their death sentence, but having that division between who can say who what people are good or bad and how they use propaganda to utilize that was very interesting. And I really liked how the writer really put thought into this on how to create that kind of society that will turn its back on people. And they nailed it 100%. So. Well, and I think the scariest part is that a lot of it didn't feel like it was being taken from, you know, World War II or any of that kind of stuff. A lot of it did feel like it was being taken from now, like that we really are at this point where, um, you know, you're looking at the show and I'm like, oh, some of that stuff really feels like last summer. <laughs> you know, That's part of the scarier thing of like, it just felt like um, with social media and with just different things of, of being able to be convinced by what you see um, online that you could decide, okay, this is how we're going to do it. And, and everybody would just kind of run with it because that's where we are right now, but not exactly. Like like Jen was saying, it's kind of like we're not, but you could see it. You could see it happening. The right charismatic person, which has happened in history, and that's where like you were saying that they built on that. They brought in some of the stuff from the past, but also coupled it with things that felt like very here and now. So I think that's what made it surprise, you know, surprising. And and that first judgment, not the very first one, because the first one was like that one guy, whatever. But the second judgment that they did, that's really when I was like, okay, they're not playing around. Like this is the flogging, you know, that's, that's where mm. I forgot we were in the spoilers part, but like the flogging. And then it just kept going up, up and, you know, upping the ante of like, are you going to electrocute somebody with your finger, you know, type thing. And they just, it, it the first one surprised me. And then when I, by the time we got to the end, I was like, okay, yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's where they're taking it. So, yeah. Well, and everyone was so desensitized, just the kids yeah. hitting the button over and over and over again, Yeah, you know, and having no feelings for what they were doing. They had no idea. They were just following the propaganda. Yeah. It, it's just, it was like, messed up but I mean so realistically messed up right because it is so easy to get swayed when your whole society is saying one thing and you go along with it you know Mm -hmm. and so it's interesting Mm. yeah so did you expect people to die in the second half of the drama and did anyone's death surprise you I would have been shocked if nobody died (laughs) and actually I would have been a little bit like okay, we took it that far and then nobody died. Not that I necessarily wanted people to die, but they had already proven that if some of the people that died at the end hadn't died, that they would have gotten out of it. They would have wiggled out of it. They would have been replaced in prison. They would have, you know, who knows, would have, they would have been able to, to not have to suffer the consequences. So I wasn't really surprised about anyone in particular's death. I kind of figured, uh, I, 
yeah, I kind of figured there was probably most of the, even most, I kind of thought more of the good guy. Well, I guess a lot of them did die. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I was surprised by anybody's death, but I felt like, again, that, that those end scenes were something that the writer had in mind when they started. And I felt like it was done um, really well. So, yeah. I think for me, when his right-hand man, yes. you know, the underling oh, guy, yeah. when he yes. died. All right. So he was being held by the crane and being threatened. But I don't think I actually expected her no. to, like, drop him. And then she did. And he thumped. And you mm. saw his broken body. Yeah. And I was, like, seriously shocked that they went that far to. And it was such a visually gripping murder. Mm-hmm. And again, the show does the murders really well because when she <laughs> killed her figurehead that she had and she murdered him and then his underling. And then even when the girl cop was murdered, I was kind of expecting her to die in the first half. To be perfectly honest, I kept thinking, oh, this is the time. She's going to die now. And then she kept not dying. And so I, was, I had kind of gotten past the thought that they were going to kill her. And then they murder her. And it was, again, a very visually stunning scene in how they killed her. And I can even see it replaying as we're talking in my head. Mm. And so there were a lot of deaths that were very, they stick in your head. Mm. It's not just like, bang, you're dead. It's, it's very, the way they turn around and everything's in slow motion and the colors it was very dynamic in multiple mm. people's deaths and so uh, you know i i loved how the director did so many memorable moments that stuck in my head with people dying <laughs> and we'll get into the whole final scene mm. later because that took it to a whole different level of whole different level. Dying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so, yeah for me yeah. i did not I don't. I guess I did. I just didn't expect that the kind of right hand man was gonna die right there like that. I, I, I don't know why, but I kind of thought that she would wouldn't just do that like that. I don't know. It was just so I felt shock um, because it was so like right in your face, and I felt kind of like like Johan was feeling like where he was right there and it almost, you know, and and just the shock of like, she just dropped him and he smashed all over the, I mean, it just, I I think I'm still having issues. (laughs) I was was so taken aback by that. And I was, you know, and I kind of wanted to believe that he just was going to like break his legs or something. (laughs) And, um, that was awful. Like that was a really, so that one was really shocking to me. Um, and then after that, I just was like, well, gosh, they'll do anything at this point. Um, so nothing after that really surprised me, but that one did. I was just like, oh, wow, she really is ruthless. Well, and there was another scene that was an almost murder that I remember just being like, what the crap? So supposedly Johan was dead and um, our little, what's his name? The younger Gone. Yeah. Yes. The anyway, he was like, "How am I going to show these people's crimi- criminality? Like they're controlling all the media." So his decision was he was going to blow up his 
college professor who betrayed him and then leave a manifesto notice for the world that they'd have to play. And so that was his big plan was to blow himself up <laughs> and then get the word out. And I was like, seriously, that's <laughs> the plan. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap. That's kind of an extreme plan. <laughs> And so I really wasn't expecting it to really be a bomb. I thought, oh, he's faking. He's trying to, like, play something. But no, it was a real bomb. He's going to blow himself up. And then, of course, he stopped at the last second by Jisung. But I remember thinking that was, like, really extreme. Yeah, I it think was. both of those cases really <laughs> show, like, kind of, for hers especially, I think, because they made her character sympathetic, like, at point. Like, yeah. You get to see her, what she's been through, how she's been treated as a woman, all that different stuff. And so you kind of sympathize with her up to a point, and then, then she murders that guy that way, and you're like, okay, all right, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, well, it does, um, because it's hard to remember that she's, a, like, a sociopath. Yeah. Because she obviously has extreme mental illness issues going on and so she's so engaging that you kind of forget that yeah but then there's those moments where she's just ruthless mm -hmm. you know or someone um annoys her and she she's just like swatting a fly for her mm -hmm. emotionally yeah you know she doesn't care and so i really love that character it was really hard going flipping back and forth and wanting her to get caught and her comeuppance because she was so good at being evil. Yeah, it's true. So did any of the sto story arcs or characters just not work for you? And I think I'll take one because I know Drama Geek will discuss the other. Uh, the one that didn't work for me was his teacher dash like the judge or prosecutor, whoever he is. Mentor. That was his mentor. Yeah. It doesn't help that it's an actor that's always kind of like over the top acting and makes me want to just roll my eyes. But then you knew he was so shady. He was so blah, 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 blah. Look at me how good I am. And Johan's the evil person that by the time he did turn out to be a bad guy, it's just like, I knew it. <laughs> and so he could have been a lot better layered, I think if it had been done by a different actor, so. I agree with everything. So, so for me, the the romance with the police officer didn't ring true to me. Like, they, it could have been more. Um, and then I felt like, kind of like Kim Hughes was saying earlier, like, in the beginning, I was expecting her to die because, I mean, she would just bowl into ever like just run right into danger all the time and I was like oh yeah she's gonna die oh yeah she's gonna die and then she didn't and so I was like okay well maybe they're gonna kind of like develop this relationship and then it felt odd to me where like where in the plot she died it just felt kind of like oh almost I don't know it didn't work for me in the sense that um I didn't fully believe the the depth of their relationship. I just didn't think that she just felt like sort of um, more like a wooden character. I didn't, I don't know. It was, it didn't do it for me. Well, and it didn't help that he had so much character or charisma with Ji Sung. Oh yeah. They definitely felt 
borderline couple multiple times. Yeah, they felt more like a couple. Emotionally codependent to an unhealthy scale. And you got none of that with the girl. And so it just didn't ring true. Exactly. The other, um, we don't really have a chance to talk about another character. So I'm just going to talk about it right now because even though it's, it's actually one that did work for me, um, was the, uh, Johan's sister and the, mm. because in the beginning I was, or his, I'm sorry, his niece in the beginning, I was trying to kind of reconcile, like, why does she hate him so much? What is this? You know, like it just felt a little off to me. Um, and then to see the growth of their relationship and then to understand, we're doing spoilers now, so to understand all that he had been trying to protect her from, that was, uh, I can't even say, like, I just, it was a, I didn't realize how much that um, interaction with that character meant to me until we got to that point where you discover everything he'd been doing to try to protect her. And I was really moved by that. So that is one that actually did really work for me. You guys already picked the two that didn't work for me. But I, w- I want to uh, tag on to what Jen was just talking about. And I think one of the most uh, powerful scenes in the in the show was oh. when he was trying to keep it from her being able oh. to hear that yes. she had started the fire. And I think that their relationship was probably even better, well uh, thought out and better than even the the bromance of the two guys. Like they're the the beginning all the way till the end, the growth, the arc, and even that he ends up you know going some going away with her. I like that was probably my favorite relationship. Um, that wasn't some weird evil like <laughs> back and forth between the 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 woman or whatever. But like their relationship was probably my favorite some of the most powerful and and really helped you as, as you got toward the end of it to see kind of his motivation and yes. where he was coming from and it really um helped but and she did she actually she probably should have been mentioned in the great performances because she did yeah. a really good job she was a great character I can't wait to see her in more things but yeah I would say that um their relationship was probably my favorite of of the show Ugh. I'm still, I mean, that scene, I'm still like, it was so moving Mm -hmm. and just reinforced how evil Kim uh, uh, Min-Jung, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, her character, like the fact that she pressed play. Yeah. um, I was like, oh, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So did we think um, real justice was achieved? And what do we take away from the ending? Oh, so this, this, you should go detail into the plot for our listeners, just in case they want to know what happened, like the whole final courtroom scene. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, you, I'm still, I'm still processing the, uh, the the last little bit. So why don't you share what happened and then I'll give you my impressions of it. So it turned out that the president was killing people by using them as um, scientific guinea pigs for different vaccines and for different drugs. And so he was taking all the poor people, putting them into hospitals and injecting them with stuff. Mm -hmm. So very Nazi 
ish in his that kind of concepts and he was doing it for money Mm -hmm. so he is having different organizations and countries pay him to kill off all the poor people in his his country which is on a whole different level of gross like Mm. Even the psychopath thought he was a horrible human being. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's when you know you're a really crappy person. Um, and so anyway, Jisung fakes his death and he gets all of the judges into the judge chamber where they have the the court the live TV, TV show Barbie, yeah. happen. Yes. And he locks them in there and starts showing off what the president had been, had been doing because they got visual or um, film footage of him cackling with his friends about how smart they are to kill off this resource that I resource in parentheses mm. that they had for money for themselves. And so this is broadcast live. So now the whole nation knows what's happening and he is saying what should happen with these people should they die. And he's set in the room to blow himself along with all these evil people up um, if the judgment gets... Well, I think he's going to do it anyway. But supposedly (laughs) if society judges them as guilty, that's going to be their, their premise. And... In the middle of it, we have our awesome evil lady just get so annoyed with the president's bleeding, all his foul excuses and blush, that she just goes and shoots him in the head because she's annoyed. And then she's not going to let herself be blown up, so she kills herself in a very dramatic, gorgeous way. Like... I've never seen anyone have such a beautiful death scene by suicide. Right. Especially when shooting the eat themselves in the head, you yeah. know, but it was very beautifully done. So they're dead. And then of course, Ji Sung ends up blowing himself up with supposedly with all of these bad people in the judge chambers. So that's kind of how the end goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. As far um, as real justice being achieved, I, I think it was important for the whole country, everybody to see how disgusting the president and his cronies were. Um, and I think that I loved that she shot him in the head, um, like just because oh, yeah. she had a gun. She had, you know, she'd had her um, female right hand lady, um, which we haven't really talked about her either, but she's pretty awesome. Like she just did all kinds of stuff for her, but um, she had gotten this gun and uh, came prepared and, but yeah, he annoyed her. So, and (laughs) you know, she had come from a poor background. And so learning how disgusting he was and all that he had done, um, it pushed her over the edge and she was like, yeah, you don't deserve to live. Um, But was that really justice in the end? I mean, I think because we know that none of these people, given the way that society was designed, would ever have real justice, I don't really see another ending for them. Like, they they all had to die. I thought it was interesting that Jisung got his justice. I'm not even saying it was necessarily justice for everyone. I 
do notice that they never discussed really that society was so eager to kill off so many people. They never really gave a, um, they never really gave a solution for just the people being so willing to pass judgment on someone in a, like in a mass gang form Mm, and so that never really got resolved it's just part of i think society is how they're saying it um so that was interesting that they didn't really get any kind of give any kind of justice in society realizing that they were doing anything wrong um and then it goes into an ending where nothing's really changed it's just a new batch of bad people so the system isn't changed, so I don't know. Jisung got his justice, so <laughs> yay. <laughs> I think that's kind of what the right, like the writer ending commentary is that we took out the people that were currently in power and, and corrupt, but that the whole system is corrupt. The part that probably for me that I was just like, what? Why would you do that? Is like, I mean, he left with the understanding that he's probably going to be back, but Jin Young never proved himself to be the person to leave behind to take care of everything. Like he was going to just blow himself up and didn't have an <laughs> escape plan and didn't have like, I don't know if he's the best person to leave behind and try to like make change or anything like that. But <laughs> was that Ji Sung's uh, end game? Was his end game to try to change society necessarily? I don't know. Like, I think that's like the ending commentary was that the problem is bigger than what we have current answers for or something like I don't know maybe it was just that hey he got his justice and it was done really beautifully and we liked being able to show it to you that way or something but uh, Jin Yun's character did talk about he's like are we just gonna brush under the rug the fact that everybody was willing to just kill people like he was trying to get the people to understand that that it's really messed up and it because everybody was just trying to blame it on Johan's character and saying that now that he's gone, it's all solved because he was the problem. It's like, no, that's the whole thing. He wasn't the problem. And there's a bigger problem. And then, of course, nobody wanted to acknowledge that. So it was just kind of left at a that's just the way that it is kind of answer. So, yeah. Well, and can we discuss how the most visual person that the country has ever known who mass murdered a bunch of people is just walking around the government <laughs> offices with no disguise whatsoever. No. Yeah, no, I'm sure that, <laughs> that was a me. that killed me. That killed me. We just I, that's the only part of the show where I was like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" <laughs> like, no, very unrealistic. But you know, they got to see each other one last time or whatever. I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now that we've talked about all of the heavy stuff, what was our favorite Jisung styling throughout the drama? And I just want to string together all of the, I loved the robes on TV and stuff, but I just, when he was at home in his little comfy, cozy, silky robes, or sometimes it was just even like loungewear, like he always had his hair, like he had just gotten out of the shower. And I think that those were all my favorite. I loved all of the dressed up, coats and everything but that side of him it showed his vulnerable side and it just looked really good on him I have an honorable mention 
There was one scene where he was at home and he had like suspenders on and kind of looked like the guy from Chicago Typewriter. Yeah. That was really hot. Yeah. But my favorite scene that I was not expecting is when they suddenly switched into the dramatic black robes mm. when they were out on yes. location to um, kind of screw over the bad guys and, mm-hmm. and show society mm-hmm. what evils are happening and how the propaganda is not what's really happening. And just those dramatic black robes and the swishing and the slow walking, all of that worked so well for me. I loved it. Love, 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 love it. I have to say the robes, I mean, all of the robes, right? But I agree with you that there was that moment where they are out there, the people are like rioting basically and they they shut down everything and they go out there in their fancy robes and and they film on location and oh that was really awesome and then also just in the very beginning when we first get that like cultish kind of glimpse of him where he's in his like priesty robe looking things um i just remember being visually stunned and being like wow like this is pretty amazing um, I can't believe that he looks that way and he's in his forties and he seems to be reverse aging. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy to me that he just gets better and better the older he gets. I don't know how he does that. So on a scale of one to 10, what do we rate this and would we recommend? So I get, I think I gave it like an 8.5 or a nine just because there were some plot holes, if you sit and really think about it. But the performances were so well done, and it really just pulled you through the story that you didn't focus too hard on them. So I did give it a little bit of a decrease because of that. And I would totally recommend this. It was so much fun to watch. However, if you're one of those people that needs your characters to always be in the moral right maybe this isn't the show for you. Yeah, so for me, um, it I said 8.5, and my reasoning is very similar. Um, I loved the characters. I loved the visual. Um, but there were some parts that, well, for example, the, the wannabe romance thing that was happening with the girl cop and just the um, relationship with the, the mentor guy that, I mean, it just, it all felt a little like, hmm, we didn't really, that part, I didn't it think was they clunky. pulled those. Yes, it was a they little did, clunky. Yeah, yeah, so, but overall, I, I, didn't, I did enjoy it. I thought there were some really um, great performances within it, so that's why I said 8.5. I'm trying to look up to see what I gave it. I either gave it an 8.5 or a 9. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think I originally gave it, an 8.5 and I bumped it it up to nine or something because you were half a point above me I believe okay yeah so I want to say it was yeah I think that the 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 two characters the cop and the mentor I feel like the the writer had focused so much on layering a lot of the other characters um or just making the other characters so kind of character you know out there that didn't they didn't have to have a whole ton of layers they were just kind of create like the president or whatever that they just did not give the cop um or the mentor any kind of layers the 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 actress that played the um the cop 
I've liked her in other things. So I don't know that it was her not bringing to life something. I just don't think like we don't know hardly anything about her. Like we just didn't know a lot of other than that she'd been there for Gollum's character the whole time. So her character was just so flimsy that and then, you know, she died to push the, him into like his next decision. So I just didn't think that it was well thought out or or whatever. So I gave it, dropped it down a little bit for that. And maybe even like the, the ending of it being like, okay, <laughs> so nothing's really changed. I mean, they, the people have died, but nothing's really changed. So yeah, I don't know. I'll give it a little bit more time. It probably will end up a firm 8.5 for me, but yeah. But, and I would recommend it. And then for the, and the same kind of with a little bit of a, if you don't like, because there are characters that you'll like, but every character at one point in time in the drama makes a decision where you're like, okay, that's not morally probably the best thing you need to be doing. So there wasn't anybody except for maybe the cop, you know, that you weren't like, okay, they probably made a very illegal <laughs> decision and maybe caused somebody's death by doing that. <laughs> so. All right. Well, that's the end of our Devil Judge review. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear what your thoughts about the episode. Um, You can reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, or through our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing.